It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of A Heart Style Podcast. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code BACKPACK. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, Join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today. Tell podcast episode two thirteen. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. Brian, how you doing, man? Doing all right. You know, doing healing good. up from this booster. You know what I'm saying? It's kicking my ass a little bit, but we hanging in there. But you hanging in there, trying, trying to, trying to feel good. Uh, we got a special guest today. We always talk a lot of combat sports on here when we can. We know Brian is a big combat sports guy, but I'm super excited because we got a guest from my neighborhood, East Flatbush. East Flatbush represent. We got boxing boxer up in here. Chris Colbert joins us. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, brother? How y'all? Thank you. I'm good. Oh man, anytime, anytime. We're we're glad to have you here. Um, Second time talking to you. I talked to you the other day on New York Post S and Y. As you're getting ready for a fight, 16 and 06 knockouts. Chris Colbert hailing from East Flatbush. Like I said, Uh, fight this Saturday that is coming up. Um, You are fighting against Luis Garcia. Talk to me. What's your what's your mindset and preparation as you head into this fight? What what are you thinking as you go into this fight, Chris? I ain't even thinking about the fight right now. To be honest, I'm, my mind is focusing on this getting this rain over it. Uh, but I feel strong. I feel good. Excuse me. Um, I'm to get this over with. You do what I do best, and that's dominate. Adopt for people who haven't seen you, Chris. What what what's your style? What's your style when you step in the ring? What can people expect when they see you step in the ring? myself having a style I, I just be me I go fun. you just have just have fun it's having fun knocking people out is that is that part of the fun my whole life I've been fighting my whole life so this is just adding on to what I used to do all right I, I, I feel you I feel you on that gotta feel you on that go ahead Brian for sure uh Chris the first time I actually saw you fight in person you were fighting Titus Williams this was at Barclays Center 
in like 20 what was that i dismantled him yeah yeah you did it was in 2017 i remember you knocked him down you beat him by decision it was crazy and before that though i had coach sosa was telling me yo watch out for this kid peter quillen i had talked to him he was like watch out for him because i saw you like training at sweatbox once or something along those lines and like i'm wondering like where's the main part of your game that you feel like has gotten a lot better since just all around fighting everything a part of my game i get better every time i feel like excuse me y'all this uh, this 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 vegas time is killing me but i'm <laughs> Uh, every part of my game get better. I get better every every time I try something. I try to show the world that I, I'm learning. Yeah, no, no, no. We know we know that Vegas time is killing you because you have to travel out there. The the jet lag is it, it, it can it can definitely kill you. And, kill and you weight and weight weight cuts aren't easy, Dex. I've told you that before. No, you know weight saying? weight cuts are not easy. We know we know that, Chris. We know that the next couple of days um, is it easy? What, what do you? What about your opponent on Saturday? Um, we'll get into the fact that this wasn't the fight that you thought you were going to have, but your opponent coming up on Saturday, I know you don't want to take anybody for granted. What do you know about him and what he can bring to the table in Luis Garcia? To be honest, I don't know nothing about him. I never do. I don't do no homework. Okay. I believe there's no fight in the world to go in there and do what they did to their last fight and think it's going to work on me, but I'm the last fighter. So we got 12 rounds, I believe. It only take me about two, one or two to, to adapt. To my, like I said, my middle name is Adapter, so I, I get shit done. And you, and you want to make you want to make the fighter adapt to you. The confidence I hear from you, bro, is more that they they got to adapt to what you do in in the ring, and you don't think that he's ready for what you can bring. Is that correct? They find on my show. They got this. They they just got to get with the flow. That's all it is. And come in and do what they do best. <laughs> You see that? You see that right there, Brian? That's that East yeah. Flatbush. That's that East Flatbush confidence, man. You know, you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> um, go ahead, Brie. Go ahead, B. <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about the uh, Pernell Whitaker and Floyd Mayweather comparisons? Like they come around a lot, especially when you fight on Showtime. Listen, but uh, like, I'm. I don't want to be compared to nobody. I'm myself. I'm proud to. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, um. I'm nobody. I'm myself. I'm prime time, and uh, I'm gonna continue to show that I'm, I'm me. Uh, that that's that's good. Good confidence uh, to have there. Now, Chris, you were supposed to get a title shot uh, this Saturday. Your opponent came down with COVID. I'm sure that had to be pretty disappointing um, for for you. Um, how do you keep focus headed into this fight, knowing you had some disappointment, and have you thought about finally getting that title shot? To be honest, uh. I got no choice but to be focused. Uh, we still got uh, mission incomplete. Uh, thank God, thank you to the, my opponent. Is, I got thank you to my Brad um, and Sylvia. They made sure I got in the replacement. So um, we just take the do best and dominate. Uh, are you? I, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta really be looking forward to that title shot, though, right? Because you were so close to to get it to getting it. Have you allowed your mind to wander a little bit and think about what it would be like if you do finally get that title? Oh, uh, I'm focused. Uh, I'm, nobody, I can't overlook. 
his undefeated opponent in front of me. I just got to do what I do best. Got to do what you got to do best. Yeah, not, not, definitely got definitely got to do that. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Chris, where do you feel like, because you got you got Roger Gutierrez, WBA champion right now. You got Oscar Valdez, WBC. Shakur Stevenson's got a title. Uh, Kenichi Ozawa's got a title. Where do you feel like you are in terms of pecking order amongst you know, the champions at your weight right now? I don't really give a fuck where they got me at. Uh, I know <laughs> about myself, my son, my mother, my son, Deion Sanders himself. I'm good. I'll see. I love, I love that. I love that confidence, man. I love that. Con- but let, speaking of that confidence, Chris, and we're both from the same neighborhood in East Flatbush. And when I spoke to you on SNY, you said to me, um, you didn't want to Brooklyn boxers haven't always represented that, that great, that well, right? We obviously we've had Mike Tyson. We've had Zab Judah. Um, what do you see? What do you see yourself in terms of representing Brooklyn and becoming a Brooklyn boxing great, taking it to places other guys weren't able to take it to? To be honest, if you know me, you know that this confidence, this ain't no gimmick, this ain't no scam, this ain't no act. I was born like this. This that shit you can't teach. I guess that's what you can't. And the word, you know, what I'm saying? a lot of people try to be that time to be that guy. Me, I was born that guy. I don't act like I'm somebody I'm not. So this is me. You gonna get this every time. There you go. You got you, you got you got it. You gotta like that energy, man. You definitely gotta like that energy when you when you step step in the ring. Um, I gotta ask you this, because you know, as a boxer, there's people that are always gonna try to say, Oh, I haven't boxed, I can test skills. Chris doesn't have hand skills. Did anybody try to test the hand skills with you? And you had to let them know, like, nah, you, you don't do this. I don't even I don't even really get into people who test if I don't get them the opportunity, I walk away before anything. Yeah, that should that should tell them right there. So somebody's even gonna be like, "Yo, I'm gonna walk away." That should tell them right there. They should know. Yeah. Can you mute me? Yeah, we can hear you. We're cutting out a little bit there. I'm saying like, I don't really even think about it because I tell them still like, "Yo, don't don't you don't want to wake up in a hospital." Right, right. You don't want the person doesn't want those problems. They don't want they don't want that at all whatsoever. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. I know that uh, Tracy Morgan had been shouting you out before when you were coming up. When you were before you were even like known as primetime, you were still Lil B Hop. And I was wondering, like, which celebrity that shouted you out was like the wildest one to you? Where you were like, "Damn, like this person's a fan of mine." That's crazy. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Deion. Deion's the one. Now that I got like he's now that he's on my team and he's like backing me, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> what, what what is it what does it mean, Chris, to have his support? What does that mean to you knowing he's on the team, he's got your support, got your back? What does that mean to you as a fighter? And the same nickname. It means a lot, to be honest. Like like I said, that's my favorite athlete of all time. So that means mm. a lot. Um is it you said he's your favorite athlete of all time is is that how you came up with the nickname primetime and and is that is was that the inspiration behind it of course you know there ain't no other primetime there you go well you're gonna be primetime on saturday night uh i know you're gonna want to show the people exactly 
what it is that you, you can do. Can you give us a prediction at all? How many rounds you think you're going to get this done in? I mean, is, is the confidence that high to say, I'm going to get this done? You told me all you need is one or two to fill them out. So how many rounds do you think you're going to get this done in? My prediction is to win. If God bless me with anything better than that, I'm I'm thankful. But my prediction is to over. There we go. Well, we Chris, go. Chris, man, we we wish you um all the success on Saturday night, all the growth. Uh, keep representing, keep making East Flatbush proud. We we love what you're doing out there, man, in the ring. Appreciate you for having me on your show, man, and uh, definitely I'm sure what I do best. Every- Yes, sir. We will we will connect again soon. That is Chris Colbert, 16-0, six knockouts. He's got a super featherweight title eliminator Saturday in Vegas on Showtime. Definitely check that out. One time for your mind, one time. One time for your mind, one time. One time for your mind. Got some interesting stuff this week, including Brian talking about what he always talks about. And I'll be talking about something kind of <laughs> like what Brian always talks about. So we might have flipped the script on you this week. Brian, what you got this week for one time for your mind? I don't think it's flipped because you weren't going to talk about what I'm about to talk about. I think Not this is just really, a, a, a me-heavy one time for your mind. You know you'll see. Saying? You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. When, well, yes, you're probably right about that. Now I think about it. Yes, you're right. Go, go, go ahead. As you know, uh, we are in late February now, basically. And we are officially in WrestleMania season. WrestleMania so it's time, it's, season. Yes, WrestleMania season begins every time we get to January because the Royal Rumble is in late January. They had their first uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, rather, pay-per-view earlier this year called Day One. They used to have New Year's resolution, the first of which was in Puerto Rico in 2015. Um, Well, actually, no, 2005. <laughs> it was a lot older than that. But, yeah, um, basically, there's a lot of stuff going on now that uh, I feel like uh, was noteworthy into bringing to attention here uh, as we approach WrestleMania, which is in early April, so about six-ish weeks away. Two major things. One, Cody Rhodes, who was an executive at AEW, who was one of the founders, who was somebody who engineered the whole thing with All Out and then the big independent show that was in or All In, All Out, All In, whatever. Big independent show in Chicago uh, three years ago where they sold out just off the strength of, like, the people. And then AEW was born as a result. One of the engineers of that whole process and one of the better wrestlers, um, you know, in the world of the last several years is no longer in AEW. And there have been statements, decks. There have been a lot of different things. But this is one of those big, uh, sizable transactions that you could compare to some of the top players in football leaving their clubs, some of the top players in basketball opting for free agency, et cetera, et cetera. Like Cody Rhodes was somebody who was elite in all elite wrestling and then sort of fallen out of favor, I guess, with some people in the locker room, according to several reports. There have been a couple of statements that were released. Uh, AEW thanked them, saying Cody and Brandy Rhodes, his wife, uh, is also leaving. Uh, and his wife was an instrumental part of the organization as well. She was a chief brand officer. Uh, Cody and Brandy Roses from AEW were integral to the loss of All Elite Wrestling. So for those listening to the podcast, we just put the statement up here on the screen. This is courtesy of Tony Khan, who is the CEO, President, General Manager, Head of Creative of All Elite Wrestling, and the son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and I think Fulham, right, Dex? The, the yeah. football club yes. in England? Yes. Cody's ability combined with the boldness and his passion for our industry and his love for community outreach, uh, helped deliver AEW on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long. 
something new, innovative, and lasting, uh, et cetera, et cetera. He says he has immense respect and appreciation for both of them, uh, wish them the best, and thank them. Cody Rhodes had a much longer statement that I'm not going to read, uh, but, you know, there was a lot said there that you can go, uh, you know, find that. Uh, I will just echo the first couple sentences. I have loved my time at AEW, amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The quote-unquote revolution was indeed televised, uh, and I've been incredibly lucky to be a part of that. And then he just thanked Tony Khan and a bunch of other people. So right now, they're playing, you know, sort of diplomatic about this. We'll see what ends up happening. I would advise people uh, to follow Sean Ross Sapp. He's done some reporting around this. He's the best wrestling reporter that we have right now in terms of breaking news. Yes, he's better than Dave Meltzer. He is somebody who uh, has been following along the story and said earlier that it's reportedly been eerily silent between Cody Rhodes and WWE. Logically, we expect that to be the next step and him potentially getting uh, a big part of that WrestleMania card. He was in WWE for a long time, so we expect to see him back at some point. On the flip side, uh, or rather on the same side or on a different side, whatever, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is rumored to come back, Dex. This is something that's really interesting because... I know I know you were excited about this. I know you're excited about this. My, my childhood was Stone Cold Steve Austin, Felix Trinidad, and the New York Mets, uh, and the New York Jets. You know what I mean? It was heavily that. There were some other things there, too, video games, et cetera, et cetera. But Stone Cold Steve violent, Austin was a big a violent, heartbreaking childhood, but okay. Yes. Uh, definitely some violence and some breaking hearts. Um, <laughs> a lot of action figures, too. Had a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin action figures. Um, Stone Cold... Uh, uh, reportedly bought a ring in like August. And until I saw that report, I thought this was bullshit, but it sounds like WWE has been trying to get him back. And Kevin Owens is continuing to slander the city of uh, the state of Texas, which has reasons to do so beyond just a wrestling angle, but we can get to that another time. WrestleMania 38 is going to be in Dallas, Texas. So that's why Kevin Owens is doing that. And presumably Stone Cold Steve Austin will appear at some point. Uh, in order to, you know, sort of, uh, one, make a lot of money, make a fuck ton of money, and two, uh, whoop Kevin Owens' ass. And uh, a couple things on this. One, I think that if an older wrestler is going to come back, um, having somebody like Kevin Owens makes a lot of sense because he can talk and he can carry the angle uh, until Stone Cold gets there, whether he doesn't want to show up to WrestleMania, where he's going to show up in the weeks before, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think that is good. Uh, two, being in shape matters when you're an older wrestler coming back, in my opinion. And Stone Cold Steve Austin looks like he's maintained himself. He's been in great shape. Broken Skull Sessions, you can see him. Like, this dude is in really good shape. All the shows he's done, he's been a massive success post-wrestling. And some of the things he's done on TV, acting, podcasting, et cetera, et cetera. Like, his name hasn't really fallen off, and it still holds that acclaim. Damian Lillard was dressed as Stone Cold going into a basketball game a couple years ago. You know what I mean? Wearing an Austin 316 shirt, like he still has that cachet, uh, even amongst people, or especially amongst people of my generation. And if they're going to do a WrestleMania in Texas, which you know is going to be in Jerry World, and it's going to be two nights and 100,000 people per night, bringing Stone Cold Steve Austin back makes a lot of sense. And I will also add that Kevin Owens has been using the stunner uh, for a while. So... I mean, there's just there's just a lot of low hanging so fruit. Stone Cold has to come back and take his move. Yeah, there's a lot got, of low hanging fruit there. There's a lot of low hanging fruit there. But look, I, I, like on Cody Rhodes, it'll be exciting to see him back. I just the interesting thing about this Dex is like the real interesting thing is like if he's going to go back into WWE, 
WWE can't do the thing where it's like, all right, now we push you to the mid card because then all the other guys from AEW whose contracts are going to start expiring because AEW is now entering year two, year three, or a lot of people entering year two, year three, year deals. They're not going to want to go to WWE if Cody Rhodes is being underutilized. It's why Sting didn't go to WWE before when he did because he's, he recalled the incident where Booker T showed up on Raw in 2001 after WWE bought WCW and The Rock was like, who the hell are you? And it's like, Booker T, that's the WCW fucking champion. Like, that was mad disrespectful. But that's the thing that Vince McMahon has been and WWE has been known to do was they get guys from other companies and then they kind of like just keep them at a certain level, uh, generally speaking. That hasn't always been the case, but that's happened a lot throughout history. Mm. And then on the Stone Cold front, I mean, look, I mean, WWE, kind of like the UFC, they kind of have a star problem. And I don't like saying that because I'm the person who doesn't care about stars. I think caring the caring about stars is overrated. I think that a lot of what I've heard of people criticizing the dunk contest was just, oh, I want stars in the dunk contest. And that could be overblown. But in order to get a Dexter to watch WrestleMania, probably want some stars. And I feel like, I don't know if you're going to watch WrestleMania, but I feel like Stone Cold Steve Austin would bring you a little bit closer to doing so to at least checking in to see on what he does than not to that point. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll watch. I still owe you and Dan Serafin. I was supposed to watch an event. I didn't get to watch the Royal Rumble. Um, you didn't miss much. Maybe. Royal Maybe. Rumble wasn't great. Re- WrestleMania, though. I mean, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. You know, it's one of we're gonna those have, things that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get a we're gonna have to get a Dan Serafin on before WrestleMania and and, oh, yeah. and maybe yeah uh, and maybe my guy Kurt Sember they, uh, those dudes get hyped about the wrestling I've we seen it. both at the same time let's go I, yeah, we can <laughs> I will be the person sitting in the corner just with my popcorn watching watching y'all be hyped about the wrestling uh, I I will say this um, I do think it's interesting with the Cody Rhodes stuff and how he will be utilized I do think that stuff's interesting. I do also think Stone Cold coming back being interesting. Brian called me early this week and was trying to have me guess who this person was that was coming back. And I missed it. I missed all, miss, I mentioned all these other great wrestlers of the 90s. I kind of forgot about the late 90s, early 2000s. He makes a lot of sense. I think anybody who knows, any, even if you are not a big wrestling fan, you got to know Stone Cold. He was that transcendent. I don't yeah. even use that word for that many people. Um, he was in the game, especially with him and The Rock had cooking up at that time. So him coming back if he does that's a big deal yeah <laughs> that's that's, like, that's that's a big deal this was the biggest star uh arguably in wrestling history but the biggest star when wrestling was at its absolute height from 1998 through like you know 2001 or whatever so yeah i mean i don't know what you compare that to in other sports but like he's somebody who's synonymous with a lot of whatever you think the most elite of elite uh, is yeah, I think I think you people think of wrestling, they don't think of him and Hulk Hogan. He's on Hulk Mount Rushmore. He's on he's, that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, absolutely I'm, on Mount Rushmore. Okay. He's definitely on uh, mine. So yeah. All right. So we, we we will see what happens. Uh my one time for your mind this week actually involves two of Brian's loves: violence, shockingly, and video games combined right. into, combined in one. Street Fighter Six is coming. I'm excited. Oh, so that's why Street Fighter games are on sale now at the PlayStation Store. I saw, I yeah, saw that. Street I was Fighter looking through the other day. If, yeah. anybody, uh, if you don't know, I don't, you don't know me, uh, I'm a Street Fighter fan. I've been playing Street Fighter uh, since Street Fighter 2. I'm not going to act like I played the original Street Fighter, although I haven't gone back and played it, which was a side-scrolling game, not a, not a traditional fighting game. But 
Uh, I pretty much played and owned every Street Fighter since then, uh, particularly the last few that have been on Street Fighter 4, which arguably could be uh, called the greatest Street Fighter of all time. Uh, Street Fighter 5, which came, was pretty good. I just didn't get as much time with it. That coincided with the birth of my daughter, so I didn't really play it as much on the last generation. But I'm always hyped when there's a new fighting game now, Street Fighter 6. I'm, I'm a real fighting game player. I got the Hori stick up in the crib, B. You got the Hori stick going, the real fighting stick. No playing on controllers. We don't do that here. Real fighting stick. But um, I'm intrigued. Now, not much has come out on this. The trailer was released earlier this week, uh, which showed Ryu, obviously one of the legendary characters of it, and a new character, Luke, I believe it is the name. He was one of the last added playable characters to Street Fighter V on their last season pass, which I think came in the fall. So not much on it. It did also say more details will be coming this summer. So I do not expect the game early this year i'll say possibly late this year christmas time probably if you're being more realistic early next year i think it will be for this generation um you do get to see it's a trailer for people who haven't seen it a little bit of the engine you can see more detail in the characters which is always good but look brian will probably feel me on this because this is brian says this about a lot of games i'm not the person saying that graphics does not matter right brian you and i've had this conversation yeah graphics matters and it all looks nice. But what it comes down to, especially for a game, a fighting game like Street Fighter, which is all about creating and taking space away, the technical stuff is what matters. Does the game play well? Does it play smooth? Are the characters not cheap? Are the characters you like playing with fine? Are any new elements they add into it, does it work within the fighting gameplay? Most That's kind of what matters. I'm hyped because I'm always hyped for a new Street Fighter. But And usually there's a lot of time that comes between these five, six years. They don't usually just pump them out, which is a good thing. But I'll get really excited when I see some actual gameplay, you know, come out where I can see what it is. When I see that, then I'll be really, really excited. But Street Fighter Six is coming. Um, should be good. We'll see what they do with it. One of my gripes, which I think would probably I know you're not a Street Fighter fan, Brian, but I'm not, not a Street Fighter fan. They they late yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just I just didn't like play it uh, like that. It like wasn't that. it wasn't yeah. a big part of my video game upbringing. I can see. I, I, can, I love watching people play it though. Play it. I can <laughs> see that. I, I can see that because for people of your generation, the arcade experience wasn't a big part of the upbringing. So I could I kind of could see that it's this game probably connects with more with people who like it was about going to the arcade and playing against somebody, and getting your ass kicked or kicking their ass, and that whole another thing. But one of the things that they kind of leaned into on the last Street Fighter was kind of the DLC part wow. of it and adding that in terms of, and you and I have had talks, we have to have a longer conversation on the pod about that, but adding in like, oh, to get these characters. Well, the one thing I'll give them credit for in the game, there was multiple ways to get it. You could either pay for it or you could earn it through like battle points. So the more you fought and the more you fought people online. So there were two ways to do it. And I give Capcom a lot of credit for that. They didn't just make it pure DLC. So if you wanted to, you could earn it or you could just pay for it and get the character. So, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll do the same thing this time. Obviously, they have different costumes and stuff that they'll have for people. People get into that. I ain't spending all my money on that. I'm fine with the regular costumes you give me for Ryu, and I'll kick your ass, and that'll be that. Like, we just keep it with that. This is the most you've heard me talk about violence and video games probably on here. But uh, I, mean, I am excited for Street Fighter Six. Here's the thing. Like, I, yeah. I, I had a similar segment. We were talking about Splinter Cell coming back. I, yes. I mean, that's going to be a while. GTA, that's going to be a while. But we, yeah. have some, we got some games coming back. Next month, as a matter of fact, uh, WWE 2K22, uh, going to the wrestling theme again, is coming out. And they actually listened to the 
to the fans who have been calling for this for a long time, GM mode is back. And wow. that's okay. going to be very interesting. And they also added a whole they, – they added some other stuff, and there's actual gameplay. Like, for me, it was all about – I was kind of like you with Street Fighter. I was like, I'll see it when the gameplay comes out. I won't try to get overly hyped. Yeah. They skipped the year because the previous year, 2K20, was so fucking bad and got panned by everybody. So they came out and the gameplay and everything looks good and looks crisp. Um, so, you know, especially if you have a PS5, I do not yet, um, really because I haven't tried to get one. Uh, but I will later on. So I'm going to make sure I get the cross-gen version so that I can just, you know, Yes, easily I did that. upgrade. I that. did that with 2K and that was uh definitely a good move. When um, I get a when I get a switch, uh I'll make sure that Street Fighter 6 uh will be part of will be part of that. Cuz I think I actually think uh I actually think like I I haven't played Street Fighter in a minute because again, I've played it casually, but I was all right. Like for somebody who didn't play it much, I was all right. I ain't gonna lie. Right. I, might, I might get that for the switch. Ryan, bust your ass on these sticks. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. That's it for this episode of the A Heart Tell Podcast, episode 213. Thank you for joining with us. Also, thanks to our guest, Chris Colbert, for coming on and rocking with us. We appreciate you. Continue to support us on all the platforms. Subscribe to the Backpack Broadcasting channel. Subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform you're in. Leave a nice review. We appreciate that. Also, keep, the, keep supporting us in all the ways that you do. For Brian Fonseca, I'm Dexter Herman. Until next time, y'all. Peace.